0: The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a village, and he was met by ten leopards, who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. That's how Psalm 116 begins. You'll find out in a bit that Psalm 116 is very familiar, but for now what you need to know is that those are words of gratitude. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Not only do they express gratitude, but the words themselves are a gift. They're a gift to you and to me because gratitude is hard for us. They're a gift because they're words that you can say no matter what, under any circumstances, regardless of how you feel, and the words themselves will transform your voice into an instrument of gratitude, into an instrument of faith. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. If only we said that all day long. Gratitude is hard for us because we would like to be in charge. And when you're in charge, you don't have anyone to thank but yourself. This is the pull of our sinful nature. This is the pull of that moment in the garden when Adam and Eve tried to be in charge, when they tried to become like God. And it's a very strong pull, so strong, in fact, that under its influence we take even the most obvious good things that God has freely given to us and we claim them as our own. It might be one thing or another for you, your home, your kids, your success, your reputation, your friends, your wealth, your self-control, your endurance, your wisdom, Your health, your happiness, your life, your daily bread. Take a look and see all the mercy that God has shown you. Then take a look and see what's left everything you think you've accomplished for yourself and stop claiming it as your own. That is the exercise of gratitude. And that's what the story of the ten lepers is about. After all, what could have been more obvious than that it was Jesus who cleansed the lepers? He had heard their cries for mercy and gave them exactly what they asked for. It was the very best thing they could have hoped for. For a leper, there was no better possible outcome. All their troubles were ended. They went from unclean to clean, broken to healed, outcast to restored, dead to alive. Everything they had lost, they could receive again. That's what it meant if you were a leper who suddenly became clean. It meant a new lease on life. It was a spectacular, miraculous, and meaningful thing. And it came from Jesus. And so the lepers could have said, as Psalm 116 goes on, The snares of death encompassed me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous our God is merciful. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Again, the words of Psalm 116 are a gift. Return, O my soul, to your rest. Those words are a gift because gratitude is hard for us, because the pull of our sinful nature, our desire to be in charge, will not let us return to our rest. That is, in fact, how the nine lepers were pulled away from Jesus toward the temple. For a leper to show himself to the priests didn't just mean stopping by for a checkup. It was a week-long ritual, eight days, actually, that take up half a chapter in Leviticus. It was a ritual that brought a leper back into the community, into the sanctuary, into the presence of God. During the course of that week, the leper was examined to make sure the sickness was gone. There were sacrifices, sprinkled blood, extensive washing and purifying, And then the priest would take a lamb and take the blood from the lamb and place it on the leper's right earlobe so he'd be fit to hear God's voice. And then blood on his right thumb so he could touch holy things. And then blood on his right big toe so that he could stand on holy ground. And after all that blood, in all the same places, oil to seal the purification. This was a big deal. There was a lot to do, and it meant everything for the leper. The ritual was a gift from God, a gift that ordered a good, clean, and holy life. But for the nine cleansed lepers, there was that pull, that pull to take the good things that God gives us and make them our own. That pull to forget the source of all goodness, that pull to make a show of cleanliness while harboring a heart of ingratitude. Return, O my soul, to your rest. That's not what you do if you're in charge, you don't return to your rest. If you're in charge, you lay claim to all the hard work. You stay busy at having things your own way. And you forget, as we so easily do, that even the most obvious good things are freely given to us by God. Return, O my soul, to your rest. Who is it that gives you that rest? Who delivers you safely on that eighth day, that resurrection day? a day of cleansing and holiness? Who is it that gives you all good things? Who restores to you everything you've lost? What can you do to be grateful and to resist the pull of your sinful nature? That's the question that Psalm 116 finally answers. It ends in this familiar way. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. The words of Psalm 116 are a gift. They're words that draw you to Jesus. To Jesus, who is a better temple, a better priest, a better sacrifice, better blood, a better cleansing, and a better anointing that seals your life for eternity. The words of Psalm 116 are words that draw you into this liturgy. Lift up the cup of salvation. Offer your sacrifice of thanksgiving. This liturgy is a gift. This Eucharist is a gift. It's a gift because gratitude is hard for us. It's a gift because no matter what, under any circumstances, regardless of how you feel, when you're here, when you return to your rest, you are not in charge. When you are here, you are the grateful Samaritan, on your face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. When you are here, the Eucharist transforms you into a person of gratitude, a person of faith. It transforms you into a person who can say all day long, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy.